The following is a recording of Reverend Rainy Dankel at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia on November 24th, 2019. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying he saved others, let him save himself as if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, Truly I tell you, today, You will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. May I have the grace to speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Perhaps you were a bit surprised by today's gospel reading. We've been moving through the liturgical season, primarily with readings from the Gospel of Luke that show us the life and ministry of Jesus. We've been hearing about Jesus' healing and teaching. And suddenly, today, we have the story of the crucifixion, a reading normally associated with Good Friday and Easter. This Sunday has been designated as Christ the King Sunday, a time to acknowledge the sovereignty of Jesus, who we say is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's a relatively new festival in the church, formally established by Pope Pius XI in 1925. It was a time when the rise of particularly repressive governments and movements was seen as incompatible with a Christian understanding of power. Fascist and communist movements led by dictators played on the fears of ordinary people and allowed them to consolidate power for oppression in the name of security. It was also a time in the United States when Ku Klux Klan rallies, lynchings, and other public expressions of racism and white supremacy were on the rise in the midst of economic dislocation and uncertainty. Amid these circumstances, church leaders turned to the gospel understanding of power 
especially as manifested in the life and death of Jesus. What does it mean to say that Christ is king? How do we understand Christ's power as contrasted with the exercise of secular political power? Maybe you perceive some parallels to our own times. Impeachment hearings dominate the news. Politicians are vying for votes in primaries and elections, often vilifying their opponents in endless advertisements that use demonization and division to build power for one or another candidate or party. And when we look beyond our own borders, we see demonstrations leading to violent confrontations, civil wars exacerbating generational hatred, our own citizens dying on foreign shores in wars, and concern for the survival of the planet getting lost in political and economic divisions of privilege and class. We live in a toxic atmosphere with fear rising among various groups as perceived and real threats are evident. And what do we see in today's readings that can give us guidance in these difficult days? In Luke's gospel, we see a humiliated, dying Jesus receiving the taunts of religious and political leaders who dare him to show his power by some miraculous escape from torture. In the midst of terrible physical agony, Jesus does not give in to despair or to thoughts of revenge. We see Jesus responding not directly to the powers of his tormentors, but in prayer to God. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. We have a poignant exchange between Jesus and the two criminals who are being crucified with him. One joins in the general mockery and adds his own demand, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other criminal somehow has the insight that Jesus is different. Maybe it comes from listening to Jesus pray for forgiveness for his tormentors. He can see that Jesus offers something different in this suffering. He rebukes his fellow criminal and then simply asks to be remembered in Jesus' kingdom. A dying man seeking comfort from a fellow sufferer. And Jesus answers him directly. You will be with me in paradise. Christ's power is not to meet force with force, not to try to overcome violence with more violence. Christ's power is the power to resist those forces, to refuse to be broken by them, and to offer the power of vulnerability and forgiveness in the face of torture and evil. Death is not the final word in the kingdom of God. Today you will be with me in paradise is an expression of faith in life beyond death today and for all time. It is not pie in the sky as a way of denying the reality of today's suffering. It is a promise of the continuing presence and hope of God. God's power made visible in the person of Jesus is the power of forgiveness, that is, of liberation from the power that evil has over us as individuals and as a community. 
We are set right with God through God's reaching towards us, not counting our sins against us, setting aside the alienation we have created. And this reconciliation is extended to each of us and to the evil powers themselves. God's desire for healing is unlimited, and God's power to bring it about is also unlimited. Evil power is real. We experience it in our own hearts, in our personal relationships, and in the world around us. We see demonization and division running rampant. And as those hateful words and actions continue to be displayed, our fears mount and we feel more lost and alone than ever. God's power may seem distant and fading. The light is dimly shining amid darkness of uncertainties and fears. And in the midst of those fears, we beg for Jesus to remember us. We long to know that the power that rules the universe has not deserted us. We want to know that death, the death of hopes and dreams, the death of those we love, the death of security and stability, that death is not the final word. We beg to know that the paradise that Jesus promises is possible in our own hearts and in the world around us. We need the fierce joy that God provides to us in the face of suffering and isolation. That is true resistance. Despite the violence and cruelty that Jesus is experiencing, he is reaching out to those around him to offer forgiveness and to reassure those who understand the love that he's demonstrating. It's a poignant picture of community in which God's forgiveness and reconciliation are not defeated, not by violence, not by hatred, not by death. This is the community into which Jesus invites us, a community of people who experience God's forgiveness and mercy. That is the point of the comfort that Jesus gives to the dying man next to him. You are not alone, says Jesus. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. That is the kingdom, the community governed by love that God longs to build. Jesus, remember me. It is our plea every day. It is our prayer as faithful people confronting the darkness in our personal lives and in the institutions and communities of which we are a part. It's a prayer for humility, to recognize the brokenness in each of us, to pray for God's forgiveness and to stand with others in resistance to the forces that divide and disfigure us as a people. We gather as God's children. Today we worship Christ the King, the source of our hope and renewal. We bring our pledges to God's house, giving of ourselves in material terms to advance the work of God's kingdom. We learn each other's stories and find ways to connect with those around us. We come to the altar to receive assurance of God's forgiveness and care for us. And we make our way in the world, carrying God's gifts of new life, not for some future, but growing within us, in our hearts, and in our lives. Together, we are learning how to live in the way of Jesus, 
a way of living based on care for each other, a way of forgiveness and generosity. We are not promised that there will be no struggle. In fact, we see that risks must be taken and that sacrifice is required. But we are promised that God is with us. As we live into the community promised to us, we will find each other as brothers and sisters, and we will know God's never-failing care for us. Here's a tiny example of building this community. Next Sunday at the Advent Fair, we will come together as all generations of this parish family to begin our Christmas preparations. We'll be making cards and wreaths and other items with which to decorate our homes. When you come to this event, perhaps you will make a new friend, someone of another generation with whom you can connect as we work together. And the connection can go further. Some of the items we make that day will go to parishioners who are unable to get to church because of illness or disability. A bit of greenery assembled into a wreath will help say to these folks, you are not alone. We are remembering you. In her book, Traveling Mercies, author Annie Lamott tells about an elderly woman in her church who recounted being lost as a young child. She was living in a large city, and during an outing, she had become separated from her family. Soon she was completely lost on the streets of an unfamiliar neighborhood. She was terrified, crying, and walking alone. Eventually, a police officer spotted her and put her in the front seat of the cruiser. They continued to drive around, looking for something familiar. Finally, she spotted it, her church. She turned to the officer and said confidently, You can let me out here. This is my church, and I can always find my way home from here. My friends, our challenge is to find our part in this community, God's kingdom, in which all are safe, all are loved, and all can find a way home.